This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to our shortwave program. I have a couple interviews that I've combined for your listening pleasure with the pastor, Joe Kirkwood. It's on miracles, and you're going to be encouraged. But before we start, do you agree that America is in crisis and needs another great awakening if it is to survive? We are attempting to gather groups of Christians who are concerned about the attack on our freedoms and are willing to take a stand against what is happening in our government today. We must expose the forces that are attempting to replace our republic under the morality of God, defining the Bible with tyranny, thus communism. I think you can see this is a communist takeover right now in America. They're trying to topple the republic and move us into the new world order. The vision of eagles saving nations. That's what I'm leading now. I'm still obviously leading World Ministries International. Eagle Saving Nations is under World Ministries International. The vision, though, of Eagle Saving Nations is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour and to hold revival meetings across the world. We want to fill stadiums, conferences, and churches focused on training, strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost and others constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We want to leave them encouraged, refreshed, strengthened, with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people and their nation. We want them to become true ambassadors of Jesus Christ, not intimidated people that every time somebody speaks, they keep their mouth shut. We need people with boldness. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Subscribe to Eagle Saving Nations. Let's get into the football stadiums, NFL stadiums, basketball arenas, NBA arenas, civic centers, churches. We need another great awakening or this nation is going to fall. It will be damned. Millions will die. Help me spark another great awakening. At the end of this program today, you're going to hear the description of my book, The Science of Judgment, The Rise and Fall of Nations. You'll see what's going on in America today. Order that book. Now, Pastor Joe Kirkwood. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you 
who are watching or listening to the warning program. Special guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood out of Amarillo, Texas. Joe, welcome back. Thank you for having me back on your program. Now, why don't you name your church? What's the name of your church? It's uh, Cornerstone Ministries. Ministries because we have Cornerstone Outreach Center where we distribute food and clothing to the poor each week. We have a big warehouse where we give away food. Then there's Cornerstone Worship Center, which is the church. And then we have Cornerstone International, which is all of the mission work we do in countries around the world. So all three are under the umbrella of Cornerstone Ministries. Well, very good. If a person's in your area, what's the address of your church? It's 1111 North Buchanan, Amarillo, Texas, 79107. It's just a little bit off of Interstate 40. Actually, three blocks off of, you've heard of the old historic Route 66. That's right. We're just almost a rock's throw from the Route 66. Oh, very good. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, this is the warning program with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International, special guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood out of Amarillo, Texas. Now, Joe, you just got back from a mission trip, correct? Yes, we were in nine different countries. I think seven of those were in Africa. Okay. It was a twofold trip. One was to do the crusades. We had done preliminary work earlier in the year to hold mass crusades. We went to the country of Togo, uh, which is on the western coast of Africa. And in the country of Togo, we were expecting 10,000 a night. And the first night, we had 37,000 people show up. Oh, my my, my. We were in the first night, it was like all of a sudden miracles started happening and people were being healed in the audience and they were coming forward and literally throwing their crutches onto the platform, you know, and you have to understand the culture to us, a crutch is not very valuable, but to them, it's expensive. Yes, it and is. They're, they're throwing crutches onto the platform because they just got healed. Is this before anything even started? This um, this was like during the preaching time. Wow. While the word's being preached, uh, they worship, ended the worship, and then I'm just uh, preaching, and people just start throwing crutches up. Okay, so before an altar call, right during the delivery yeah. of the word of God, uh, God's mm-hmm. word is powerful and people are being healed. Yeah, before I, I even before I even prayed a prayer to, to, for the sick to be healed, it was just happening uh, in the midst. It was a sovereign thing of God, and uh, so the first night thirty seven thousand. The next night um, there was forty eight thousand that came, <laughs> and 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 you know sometimes you hear people say the crusade well, i think there was this they have a method uh, of counting what they do is they they make uh, entryways to the crusade ground and then they have volunteers there that have bags of beans like pinto beans or dry beans yes and when a person walks by they drop a bean in a pot and so they actually know the exact number of people in in the crusade ground, and um, and so they had forty eight thousand uh, 
beans and and they really ran out so they they know they were at least forty eight thousand. so the next night they went and got a whole lot more beans <laughs> and um and so the third night they ran out of beans at sixty thousand. my goodness you know you know that is a wonderful uh uh what should I say? Problem to have, you know, you're expecting 10,000 and all of a sudden yeah. uh, it's triple that and then it keeps growing. Yeah. We were glad that we had put up these giant screens about halfway back. And, um, you know, we were, we were planning for 10 and we thought, well, these screens might be a little overkill, but thank God because they, they needed them from the back to be able to see, you know, it was a digital screens. Uh, there were two of them, one on either side that were the size of a giant billboard. Like, uh, I don't know, they were like 40 feet long. They were huge. Wow. So we had those up. So the last night we flew a drone and the drone, when the drone went up, we discovered that outside of the buildings and the walls that kind of encompassed this, it was an old railway yard. When they had the trains that were working, it was be like a depot, and that's where it was. So it was surrounded by buildings and houses and things like that. And when we flew the drone, we realized that there were thousands of people going down streets, lining streets just outside of the crusade ground, but we couldn't see them because there would be a building or a wall there. And they were listening to the sound system. Wow. But the last night, I mean, we gave an invitation to receive Christ. And uh, honestly, I didn't see any hands apart from just the ones on the stage that were workers. I didn't see any hands that didn't go up to receive Christ. And I don't think I will ever forget the sound of 60,000 plus people praying out loud a prayer to receive Christ. Well, you know, the Bible, the book of Revelation, says they, like their voices were like the sound of many waters. You know, it was just it was just uh, an amazing experience to hear that many people praying a prayer to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and to renounce Satan. I always have them renounce uh, Satan works of darkness because that's very prevalent there. Well, you're exactly right. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the way you described it as the waters cover the seas and uh, masses of, of people. And uh, I'll tell you what, Joe, that would be extremely exciting. Yeah, it really it really was. And and uh, then um, I was there with Joan Hunter, my friend Joan Hunter. And uh, she she got up and was preaching at one point and then I took the team and went to the front they had ropes uh, there with the security guy to keep the people from getting too close to the stage and probably had i don't know 50 or 60 feet gap in there where we could bring sick people into but they were worried about taking the rope down afraid that there would just be a rush of people uh saying that they needed prayer for healing because they all wanted prayer so what we did is we sort of worked the uh, rope line and we just went out there and uh, we just laid hands on people and just began to pray for them while she was preaching uh, at one point and then uh, while music was going on and sometimes it was hard to hear because of the music how to pray for them but we each each of the team members we had interpreters with us and and uh, we would just see incredible miracles. I, I prayed for so many paralyzed people that 
literally just, it was a very sandy place. And I remember one lady I prayed for, she got so excited because she got healed that she was running, jumping, spinning. Uh, they let her, we brought her on the other side of the rope. So it was kind of into that open area. And it was sandy like a beach because we weren't far from the beach area. And she would jump and fall down in the sand and then literally kick her legs in the sand and then flop over on her back and almost like a kid throwing a fit, but it was a fit of joy. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then, and then she'd jump up and run again until she was just out of breath running and jumping. And you know, the Bible talks about <clears throat> the man that was ill. He was, he was running and leaping and <laughs> it was kind of like that. I mean, she was just so happy because, uh, she had been paralyzed, and God just healed her. Yeah, when when you see these kind of genuine miracles, and when when people experience those things, I mean, you know, they everything just uh, they don't care anymore about how they look. They were healed, yeah. and they're excited. And uh, yeah. you and I would be too. I mean, when I pray for people, and if it's if something serious, and they show no uh, outward emotion, if they've been healed, then you start to wonder: uh, Did they really? You know, it was a really a real problem. But uh, when they when they act that way, you know that God genuinely touched them. Yeah, yeah. That particular lady was on crutches, and, and yeah, um, yeah, she was healed. I know. I excited. Yeah, and then um, one of the evenings there, they well, I was praying for people down at the rope line, and one of the one of the African workers said. Uh, Pastor, uh, before you go, there's a group of blind people that have gathered over here, and would you just go over and pray for them? And so he led me over to one side where there was a group of blind people, and and uh, there were there were quite a number of them. And so I was laying my hands on one that was right at the rope, and then one that was standing behind him, a taller man that was standing behind this guy. And so I had my left hand on one and my right hand on the other one, and I'm just praying and the music's kind of going, so it's a little bit hard to to hear, but, you know, we're talking to them through the interpreter, and, you know, the first thing I did was ask them, what what can you see? Are you blind in both eyes or, you know, assessing? And both of them were, were so blind that they couldn't even see light. If you shined a flashlight in their eyes, there was they, they couldn't see it. Wow. And, uh, and so I just I laid my hand on them and just began to pray and rebuke that spirit of blindness, off of them, breaking curses off them, generational curses that get passed down that, that sometimes bring the blindness on and just kind of went down through the th- through the list of praying for everything that could have uh, brought the blindness on them and uh, dealt with that spirit that was behind it. And, and uh, so I took my hand off the first guy that was closest to me, kept my hand on the guy standing behind him and and I said, do you see anything? So I waved my hand. Well, he started seeing light and he started seeing my hand. And so my hand was moving and his vision was clearing up. And he was quite excited because he was seeing. And I, while I'm, you know, checking this guy out, I realized, that, oh, I've still got my hand on this other guy. So I took my hand off the other guy. Well, his eyes were closed. So I said to the interpreter uh, to tell him to open his eyes. Well, he spoke back to me in English. This guy spoke English. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, I, he said, I can open my eyes. And, um, so he, he opens his eyes and looks around and I saw this smile come on his face and I, I waved my, my hand, you know, and he said, he just looked right at me and he said, I see you. <laughs> wow. And, 
And I said, wow. I said, so how many fingers am I holding up? I was about four or five feet away. And uh, he, he told me, and I said, oh, my goodness. So I backed up and said, can you see this? And Yeah, I can see. He said, I can see the people on the stage. And he's 75 feet away from them. I can see everything. He said, I can see perfect. And so, we, you know, we brought him up on stage and, you know, a person stood on one side of that big stage and he was on the other side. And, you know, they they held up uh, the fingers, you know, and he could tell them how many fingers he was. He just instantly had 20-20 vision. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning <laughs> radio program, uh, social media, television program, special guest, Pastor Joe uh, Kirkwood out of Amarillo, Texas. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International. We're talking about a mission trip right now. We're talking about Togo, Africa. And uh, these miracles you're you're listening to is uh, from that trip that Pastor Joe Kirkwood took. Uh, continue, Joe. Well, um, we we just... We just saw every kind of thing imaginable. Uh, we didn't have any dead people raised, uh, but we saw pretty much a lot of other things. And uh, during the days, we would <clears throat> we would have uh, ministry to pastors and leaders, and then at night we would have the uh, the conference or the crusade, <laughs> and we would, uh, you know. Just even during the day, it's like miracles were happening. And I remember this one day. Well, we were still in Togo, uh, and I had just finished uh, ministering to pastors and leaders that asked me to minister that day about evangelism techniques and things like that. And so I had done that, and our team was headed to the bus. We were leaving this church, and it's a, a large Assembly of God church. I don't know probably holds 1500 people on the low on the lower floor and then it has balconies but <clears throat> it was full on the lower floor and we had ministered and so I was leaving and and we started out the door and uh, the pastor of that local assembly he, he caught me by the elbow and he said hey pastor before you guys go he said would you pray for this boy uh, this young boy and and I turned around and and uh, I said, uh, well, okay, where, where is he at? And I, I was thinking it was, it might be at a house because it was just pastors and leaders there. There wasn't any children. And, uh, he said right over here. And there were people standing on the, uh, there in the altar area that we'd just finished praying for. And <clears throat> so we kind of walked back over to that area. Well, they had carried a little boy in and he was laying on the tile floor of the church and they had just carried him in because they had heard that we were at that church and so it was somebody from the area and uh, he was laying on his side down on the tile and i said well what what's wrong with him and um he's about uh, you, you might have saw his picture or the video of him being healed on the internet but he uh I, i'm gonna guess he's probably 10 or 12 years old okay and, and uh, he's just laying on the side. And they said that he was walking home from school about two years ago and that suddenly he just became paralyzed and fell down and couldn't walk. Wow. And, uh, it, you know, from the description of it, I said, that's just not normal. That's right. 
too young for a stroke. That just sounds demonic. It sounds like uh, what we would say called juju. That area is next to Ghana and where they practice juju. Sure. And so, so they call it their juju as well. <clears throat> and one of the expressions uh, there, if something bad happens, somebody say, oh, I have been jujued. Um, and that's what it sounded like, that there was a demonic thing that attacked this boy. And so I got down and I began to <clears throat> go after that spirit of paralysis and break the curse of paralysis off of this child. And I prayed for him. And then I felt the Lord say, okay, I, I've done it. Well, so I, <clears throat> I got up and I'm pretty strong. So I got my arms under the, his armpits and I just literally picked him up and his legs kind of dangled. And I, I picked him up and I got him to put his feet down and he put his feet down. And so, uh, <clears throat> I, I sort of let go of him. Well, when I did, his his knees buckled and he just went down. Wow! <clears throat> and I just said, "Lord, you just told me you healed him," and and I just I just said, "In the name of Jesus, I just command his legs to take on strength again, and and uh, Lord heal him." And so I picked him up again. I, I just I knew what I'd heard the Lord say, but uh, so I picked him up again, and <clears throat> this time when his feet touched the. Uh, the tile floor, all of a sudden his, his knees stiffened and his legs, he pushed himself up and, and I thought, okay. So I took my arms out from under his armpits and I reached down and took him by the hand to steady him. And I said, just come on, walk with me. And so the, the video that was on the internet is just this boy that had just been healed and he's walking, I'm holding his hands and we're walking back and forth across the front of the church. Wow. And uh, the crowd is just, you know, praising God, worshiping God, because uh, this boy was paralyzed from the waist down, had no feeling in his legs whatsoever. My, my, <clears throat> my. Now he's healed and walking. You know, as you were as you were saying that immediately, you know, it went across my mind, too. This, this, is, this is demonic. And, uh, it, you know, it's so, you know, it's sad, Joe, that sometimes... Uh, some pastors don't recognize those things because, uh, wow, I mean, so many people in Africa and, and all over the world, in America, uh, yeah. they come under demonic attack and, and uh, many pastors don't recognize it. There, there are spirits that are sent on assignment. I liken it to just like our military. We have, we have a guy that drives a tank. We have a guy that shoots a howitzer. Uh, the howitzer guy didn't know how to drive a tank. There, they're specialized and the demonic kingdom. Uh, I had an encounter with a healing angel and the, the stories in, in my new book about the angel, but the angel showed me and taught me. He said, these, these demons are assigned to do specific chat tasks. They're one is assigned to put cancer on people. Another one is assigned to paralysis. And one is a, uh, to bring, make people deaf. And so when the angel told me that, I thought, well, I didn't know that either. And so I said, where's this in the word of God? Well, immediately I looked when Jesus was praying for people. And sure enough, Jesus took authority in one occasion over a deaf and dumb spirit. He didn't say, you know, heal, heal his ears. He said, 
he took authority and he rebuked That's right. a deaf and dumb spirit. Yes. Another occasion, there was a woman that was bowed over, and he rebuked the spirit of infirmity off of her. And I found that there's spirits of behind tumors and cancers. There's spirits behind uh, paralysis. So you, the Bible teaches us you have to bind the strong man. And because many times we pray for people and they get relief, but the next day they're right back in the same shape. And it's because that we don't bind or loose that spirit of infirmity off of them and then release the healing virtue of Jesus to heal them. And if we, we will do that, they will, they will keep their healing. Wonderful. And, so you have to recognize the spirit behind it and ask the Holy Spirit, what is the spirit that has put this in place? You know, Jesus rebuked the spirit of blindness. So uh, Jesus dealt with them as spirits. We need to understand what's going on in the spirit realm and deal with that first and then release the anointing of healing that flows from Jesus through our life because uh, Jesus is the healer. And we let that anointing flow through us, and it will rejuvenate whatever has been destroyed by the devil. If it's a organ or a body part or whatever, you know. And uh, we we just have lots of people with tumors vanishing. Um, I mean, I have a lot of that. People that have tumors, women with tumors in their breasts that are cancers. Literally, they touch the tumor and then. And then the next second I pray, and and the thing is gone. It just vanishes. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Warning Program. Special guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood. Uh, Just returned from a mission trip, and the country we're talking about right now is Togo, Africa. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International. You know, Joe, it reminds me, uh, a lady came into one of our meetings, and uh, my wife now, this lady was so sick, it took her a while to get out of the car. She came in, she had a big uh, uh, baseball size uh, tumor out of her arm. My wife in the meeting saw demons dancing around her. She whispered mm. in my ear. I went up, I had a couple other people that knew how to uh, pray in tongues, filled with the Holy Spirit, called them forward, uh, rebuked the demons. They. She saw them running out of the church. Then we prayed for a healing, and in front of everybody, that baseball-sized tumor just disappeared. Just disappeared. But it's exactly what you said. You had to drive out that demonic force. Yes. And, And that's part of why I wrote the book. The book is really my life story and journey that God took me on learning, and as angel encounters and what the angels told me, about it, that healing is very closely tied and related to deliverance ministry. Amen. Because you have to get them delivered of the spirit that is making them sick. And uh, otherwise, you know, which is better to keep taking an aspirin for a headache or to get rid of the headache? (laughs) Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Warning Program, Dr. Jonathan Hansen, special guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood out of Amarillo, Texas, just returning from a mission trip, and we're talking about Togo today. Now, uh, why don't you name uh, the book and how they can order it? Okay, uh, the book is called Miracles Are Easy, 
and walking in it. And the subtitle is walking in miracles, uh, signs and wonders daily. And it's a book about how we should daily walk in miracles, signs and wonders. Every believer, because that's what the Bible said. These signs follow them that believe. And uh, it says believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So it's a book about how you as a believer can begin to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles without, um, without you know, any problems. I mean, it's, it's for every single believer. It's not just people that have gifts of healing. And, and, and I say that because the angel encounter that I had, that's what the angel told me. It's not because I used to be in church and, and, and I'd say, oh, man, they have such a great gift, miracle gifting. And I'd say, well, I sure wish I want that. And so I would just say that only happens for people like Oral Roberts or somebody like that. And the angel corrected me and said, it is for any believer that will operate in the principles of the kingdom. I'll tell you what, you are so right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, you've been listening, watching the warning program, special guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood, Amarillo, Texas. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International. We did not touch on the other countries. Joe, can you come back next week? Yeah, let me just say that I can come back next week, but the book is available on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and just type in Miracles Are Easy by Joe Kirkwood, and it'll pop up, and they'll ship it to you in like two days. That's the easiest way to get it. It'll change your life reading it. It's filled with miraculous stories and everything. But yes, I can come back next week and we can talk about the other countries and just to kind of whet their appetite, even talk about the pygmy tribes. I had a dream years ago of preaching to pygmies. And when I got there, found out there were two different countries had pygmy tribes that were in great, great need. And so I wound up ministering to pygmy tribes as well. So tune in next week and we can talk about these other things. God richly bless all of you. Tune in again next week to The Warning Program with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and Pastor Joe Kirkwood. God bless you. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening this warning program. As I promised you last week, I've got Pastor Joe Kirkwood. His church is in Amarillo, Texas. I have him back with me. Pastor Joe, welcome back. Thank you for having me back on the program. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you and I were discussing, you had just returned from a mission trip of nine countries, seven in Africa, and you, we did not get past Togo. There were so many testimonies. (laughs) I mean, Togo. We did not even mention the the country's names. So, uh, (laughs) Pastor Joe, I think uh, at least name the other countries in Africa. Okay, well, we... uh we left the U.S., passed through Brussels, which is not in Africa, Brussels, Belgium. And then we went on, landed in Ghana, West Africa, and took a short hop over to the country of Togo. From Togo, we went to the Ivory Coast, or Côte d'Ivoire, if you're in speak, French speaking. Right. And uh, where we held a crusade there as well. From there, we went to Ethiopia. And from Ethiopia, we went to the country of Burundi. And uh, in Burundi, we actually drove to the border of Congo. We did not enter the Congo, but we went to the border to see the border for later uh, work that we may do. 
then we went from there to Kenya and um, ministered in, with pastors and spoke in churches and, and everything. Then from Kenya, we drove all across Kenya to Uganda, and I held a five-day miracle uh, meetings in a, in a big church there in Uganda. We worked with our orphanage there, and uh, then we flew from Uganda <clears throat> to uh, back to Ethiopia, from Ethiopia to Rwanda. And so from Rwanda, then we caught our flight home. So those were all the countries that we were in on the trip. So it was quite a number of wow. countries. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, again, we talked about Togo last week and very exciting, mm-hmm. the miracles that, that uh, God did in Togo. Uh, what's another country out of, out of these that uh, you were on that uh, we want to talk about today? Give, get, get another country. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we left Togo and we went to the Ivory Coast. Now, in Ivory Coast, we had another crusade. It was not as well attended. Uh, the one in Togo, as those who listened last week, uh, that was 60,000 plus people wow. and that received Christ. And it was just a huge mass of people. And Ivory Coast, there was probably about 3,000 uh, a night in the Ivory Coast. and uh, But we had uh, probably an ex- escalation of miracles. Uh, maybe somewhat because we were afforded more opportunity to just personally pray for people uh, working the rope lines there at the crusade meeting. And uh, we literally had so many paralyzed people healed there. And we had uh, quite a number of blind healed also. But the, the paralyzed people... We, would, we were going down laying hands on them. And, and uh, one of the things that happens in before I get into all of the, the miracles, but really want to talk about just another miracle touch on for a moment, that in these crusades, many times when you take the authority of Christ and you begin to declare the lordship and the authority of Christ in a region, it, it's similar to when Jesus went to the land of the Gadarenes, the demons... <laughs> show up yes and just like the, the when jesus put his foot in the land of the gathering the demoniac said well, jesus matter why have you come to torment us <laughs> uh, it's it's like that that when we get into these crusades the people who are demon possessed the demons literally throw them on the ground i think it's partly because the a couple twofold i think because the person has gone there and they want to be there but the demons are fighting them sure and many times they wind up on the ground riding in the dirt like a, a, a serpent and so uh, this i've experienced this all over africa you probably experienced this when you've been there but the the ushers will pick them up a bag of potatoes and carry them through the crowd and bring them back because it's their belief that you get closer to the presence of God, closer to the anointing, then the demons are going to be more harassed and the demons are going to want to leave the people. And uh, I've had them through the years just carry them up onto the platform and uh, everything and bring them them up on the platform and, and 
where they're carrying on, you know, writhing onto the writhing on the platform, rolling back and forth. And a lot of times they'll take a cloth and tie their feet together where they can't kick anybody. And it's true that uh, in that anointing, the demons start coming out of people. Many times we don't even have to lay hands on them. The demons just are looking for a place to exit and get out. Yes. Because the anointing is so strong, they don't want to be anywhere near the presence of God. And um, we found that to be true in the Ivory Coast uh, area, that people would, would just all in front of the platform would just be in on the dirt, just writhing and, and carrying on. And so we were would go down. I would take some team members and go down and use it as an opportunity to teach them, the team members, how to cast demons out of people. And uh, so nightly we are casting demons out, even sometimes while worship's going on on the platform, or in this case, my friend Joan Hunter was preaching one night and the demons uh, began to manifest while she was praying for sick people, demonstrating healing on, on the platform, and we were casting demons out. And many times when the demons come out of people, the people suddenly realize they've been not only set free of a demon, but physically they get healed. And so we were having, uh, you know, quite a few of those, sometimes uh, 30, maybe 30, just a guesstimate, a night that demons were coming out of them. And quite a number of them would testify uh, that when the demon came out, all of a sudden, whatever illness or whatever thing they had wrong with them uh, left them. And of course, we know from the Word of God that Jesus, when he prayed for the sick, he took authority over demonic spirits. The woman who was bowed over, he took a authority over a spirit of infirmity, cast that out. The woman was healed. Another occasion, he took authority over a deaf and dumb spirit, and the person began to hear and and was healed mentally as well. And so we see that the you know that healing miracles correlate coordinate. I can't even get the word out. Co- coordinate with or correlate is what I was trying to say. Correlate with uh, the miracles because deliverance and miracles go hand in hand. And so we were seeing that nightly, and uh, that that's an incredible miracle in and of itself. Seeing uh, people set free, their countenance totally change, and and they get healed and everything. But uh, let let me step back to saying. These people who are paralyzed, many times they bring them, uh, family members, friends, they bring them and they put blankets down. And generally, you'll see these people even before the crusade and they will bring the blankets and lay them down because they're paralyzed many times from the waist down uh, type of thing. And so uh, each night during the Ivory Coast Crusade, we were seeing a lot of paralyzed people that were being healed, and then we would help them to stand up, and uh, their legs would support them. And uh, these these were people who hadn't walked in years, so many times their muscles are kind of weak, but they would stand upon their legs, and we would hold their hands to steady them a little bit, and they would just start walking. And uh, over and over, we saw this happening night after night. 
And uh, I will relate one story that I thought was so interesting was we went to a church after the Crusades and we went to a large church and we ministered there in the large church. And uh, we couldn't they couldn't fit any more people in the building. And it was so hot in that building because the place was jammed. The pastor made an impromptu decision to take everybody out into the courtyard, probably a, oh, they had a probably a two acre plot of land next to the church. And so he just said, all who want prayer go out into the courtyard. So everybody started going out. In fact, I said, where's everybody going? I didn't, he was speaking in another language. I didn't understand what he said. And so they told me that he had told all the people who wanted prayer to go out. And so most of the church evacuated out into the, out into this field. And so we went out there and uh, they organized healing lines for our team members and each, each of our team members stood at the head of a healing line. And of course I, I wanted in on the action myself. So, yes. so I said, I said, give me a healing line is one of my favorite things to do. And so I just started praying for people individually with an interpreter there to help me and just miracle after miracle. And, um, one of our teammates had a, had a leg that was paralyzed from the waist down. He's my son in the Lord, but he's really, we're about the same age. And, uh, Charlie Peters, I've taken him all over the world with me and, and uh, just watched him grow. And so he prayed for Lay's paralyzed. She got healed and people were cheering and rejoicing. And I, of course, I was a proud papa. I was so proud of him, you know, for releasing that anointing. And so all around me, miracles are happening and I'm praying for all these people and various conditions. Tumors were vanishing out of people's bodies and wow. things like that. And, uh, and then one of the team members came and got me and said, pastor said, uh, said there's a woman and uh, i've prayed <clears throat> everything i know but she is still blind would you would you come and pray for her well i wasn't all the way through with my line but i just asked them to hold on a minute and i went and they had a a, a woman probably in her 60s that <clears throat> was sitting in a chair and uh, she was completely blind they, she didn't see any light in and the, the sun is kind of going down, so it's starting to get dark. And I pulled out a flashlight on my phone and shined it in her, in her eyes. And she said she didn't, couldn't see anything. So began to ask some questions, uh, assuming that my, our team member had prayed all the normal things, you know. And because uh, I teach a teaching on about five doorways that the enemy uses to bring, bring sickness and illnesses or intrusion. And uh, so I thought I need to I need to go through these doorways and see which one of these things the devil is using to attack this woman with blindness. And so began to ask questions. And I found out that she had a sister who was also blind and they became blind later on in life. And uh, so I realized there is a generational curse that had fallen upon this family and uh, genetic, you could say genetic or whatever, but it was a curse. And uh, so I began to deal with that in the spirit realm, and I began to break that and, and apply the blood of Jesus Christ in the, in the courtroom of heaven to break the right that the enemy had to keep blindness upon this woman and to break it within the family. And uh, after I did that and I prayed, then I laid hands on her, 
with the spirit, rebuked the spirit of blindness off her. And I laid hands on her, began to pray for her. And my, my friend, actually, that, that was there, uh, that the team member that had prayed, he uh, didn't know it till later, but he videotaped the whole thing. It's about a 10-minute video, but he videotaped it. And so I just began praying for her. And uh, all of a sudden, I just said, open your eyes and look around. Well, she started seeing light. And so we kept praying. And a little bit later, all of a sudden, she began to uh, she began to see my, my hand and how many fingers I was holding up. And and it was you know a little fuzzy. But just as we continued to pray, it just began to get clearer and clearer and clearer until she was healed enough. She could stand up and she was able to walk out of there on her own that night. And uh, so these these are things that we that we saw uh, happening from place to place that we would go. And uh, we we left Ivory Coast, as I said, and then we uh, part of half of the team went back. Joan Hunter had to return and part of the team had to get back. And so then I took the rest of the team and I uh, flew to we were headed to Burundi, but we had to pass through Ethiopia. We flew to Ethiopia. The airlines put us up because they didn't have a direct flight. We had to stay the night in Ethiopia. So the airlines actually put us up in a hotel. Well, while at the hotel, it was a big hotel. While at the hotel, we were actually praying for people. People were being healed in the in the hotel restaurant. Wow. And uh, two girls that were running a little thrift shop got healed. And, and the reason I mention that is because I believe in my book, which is... Um, uh, entitled Miracles Are Easy, How to Walk in Signs and Wonders Daily. And uh, it's because I really believe that we are to see signs and wonders happen on a daily basis. I mean, even this week, I've had a lot of miracles happen at the church in Amarillo. And uh, so I say that because I want our listeners that are, that are believers, I want you to be looking for opportunity even when you're in a restaurant, when you're at a hotel, wherever you go, wherever you travel, uh, to be looking for opportunities and to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Because I'm convinced that Christians today are more tapped into the world than they are to the Holy Spirit inside of them. They're, they're more aware of their natural surroundings than they are about the spirit surroundings. And if we get tapped into the spirit realm, then we will begin to see miracles happening daily around us. And they're so. And the reason that the title of the book is "Miracles Are Easy" is because we're not the healer. Jesus is the healer inside of us. We just have to release Him and that anointing into the life of the other person. So, anyway, uh, we we were seeing that happening. Then we we left there. We flew on to Burundi, and in Burundi, we. Uh, we really had a, just a powerful time there. We went, they showed us where the genocide had happened. They had almost a million people killed in a hundred days time. And we went, we went to the area where that genocide had happened and uh, where we're going to hold the crusade in the month of July. And we're expecting a hundred thousand people. We're, we're, we're going to have it on the same soccer field that the president used uh, when he be, was able to bring a military force in from another country and bring peace. And ever since then, Burundi has had nothing but peace since uh, 
believe it was 1994. And so uh, we're going to go there where they literally were walking through the streets. It's right in the middle of the capital city. They were walking through the streets and people were being killed. And we just felt God leading us to have this crusade in the very same place. And I said, you know, where, where people were killed, God's going to heal and resurrect and raise people up. And we're going to take back that region in that area where the devil had his heyday back in the 90s. And I believe that we're going to see, uh, you know, 50 to, 50 to 100,000 people come to Christ each night in Burundi. Praise the Lord. And yeah, it's just exciting. And then also while we were in Burundi, we were told about a, a pygmy tribe. Now, pygmies are people who are genetically dwarfed. They're, they're an unusual people group, and there's not too many of them around the world. Their life expectancy is only about 48 years due to genetic issues, and, and they're susceptible to diseases and things. And they've, they've uh, well, going back hundreds of years, they were, they were a hunted people group. Uh, because they were not very big, they were easy to conquer, and many warring tribes uh, conquered them. But years ago, this is just how God works, years ago I had a dream, and it's probably more than six years ago, I had a dream that I was preaching and ministering to a group of pygmies. And so while talking to some of the pastors and leaders, the the leader over the now the nation of Burundi, he's the leader of all the churches, and he is a he is a Baptist leader. Now there in Africa, in most of these countries, the Baptist, the Presbyterian, the Methodist, all of them are spirit filled, speaking if they speak in tongues. And this brother was over two thousand, I think two thousand and twenty three Baptist churches, and he said all of them are spirit filled. And uh, so I was talking to him, and something came up in the conversation about this, this pygmy tribe that the government had been requesting help for because they, they were the poorest of poor in Burundi. And I, boy, my ears perked up, and I said, you know, it's interesting that I'd had a dream years before about preaching and ministering to a pygmy tribe. Well, the next thing I know, that's exactly what was underway and we were able to minister to a pygmy tribe in Burundi and another one in Rwanda. Uh, the Congo also has some pygmy tribes. And, uh, but wound up ministering to a whole pygmy tribe, and we, uh, we bought them. And this was impromptu. Our team literally, out of their own pockets, raised money on the spot, and we bought them uh, – rice and beans and uh, plantain bananas and uh, sweet potatoes and, and some Irish potatoes. We bought them all these uh, items in order to uh, bless them and to minister to them. And so we preached to the pygmy tribes, and guess what? All of them accepted Christ. There were probably, oh, I'm going to say 100 to 150 of them. And uh, I thought, you know, it was just an interesting life experience. <laughs> Amen. Ladies and, and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to The Warning Program. Again, whether you're watching or listening, and my special guest is Pastor Joe 
Kirkwood. His church is in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, Pastor Joe, give uh, the name of your church. The name of the church is Cornerstone Ministries in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, we, we have actually three branches, Cornerstone Worship Center, which is the church, Cornerstone Outreach Center, which is our branch that gives food, clothing to uh, about 27,000 families in the Amarillo, Texas area. And then we have all the international uh, ministries that we do uh, in a number of different countries. Wow. So, well, that's exciting. And, and what is the book's name again? The name of the book, and it is on Amazon, is called Miracles Are Easy, and uh, it's Walking in Signs and Wonders Daily is the subtitle. Uh, so you could enter my name, Joe Kirkwood, or you could enter Miracles Are Easy, and it will pop up uh, on Amazon, and they can order on Amazon and actually have the book uh, within two days' time. Wonderful. Again, you've been listening or watching the Warning Program. Special guest has been Pastor Joe Kirkwood. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, miracles are real. You're going to enjoy this book. My phone number, 360-629-5248. My website, www.worldministries.org. And subscribe to Eagle Saving Nation so we can have another great awakening all through America. NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums. Uh, This is the only thing to help America, to stop tyranny from ruling America, is a church. The church is the answer. Uh, Joe, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always a joy being on this program. I just speak blessing over your audience, and uh, I just pray that miracles, signs, and wonders will begin to happen in their life daily. Amen, Joe. Uh, next week, Joe, I want to have you do a teaching on on the five openings. Okay, sure. I'd love to do that because it's such a powerful thing to learn how the devil comes in. And because uh, the Bible mentions 14 root demonic spirits, and uh, but there are five major doorways the, the enemy uses. And generally, when when you don't see a healing, if I can sit down and counsel with the person and investigate a little farther. Generally, we can go ahead and see a miracle of healing happen by dealing with these doorways. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in again next week. God richly bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, 
God holds nations responsible for what leaders do. Parental responsibility, the feasts of the Lord, Solomon's transgressions and their consequences, righteous kings versus evil kings, example of King Jehoshaphat, ungodly alliances, God is predictable, God holds people accountable, man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section two, the deception of the theory of evolution has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority. Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.